0: and I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time, matalder.me AMA. Support for this podcast is provided by Paradox, the conversational AI company helping global talent acquisition teams at Unilever, McDonald's and CVS Health get recruiting work done faster. Let's face it, Talent acquisition is full of boring administrative tasks that drag the hiring process down and create frustrating experiences for everyone. Paradox's AI assistant Olivia is shaking up that paradigm, automating things like applicant screening, interview scheduling, and candidate Q&A so recruiters can spend more time with people, not software. Curious how Olivia can work for your team? Then visit paradox.ai to learn more. There's been more
1: of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine, and in all the ages of history.
0: Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 431 of the Recruiting Future Podcast. The challenges of 2022 are causing many organisations to think very differently about talent. The employers who are getting it right are looking holistically at talent acquisition, development, retention and attrition to create the opportunity to build a talent-dense organisation. So what does that look like in practice and how can your company get there? My guest this week is Taylor Roa, Director of Talent at Wistia. Wistia is a growing technology company with an incredible culture and a big focus on talent density. They also use video as their superpower to showcase their unique employer brand. Hi,
1: Taylor, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Matt. It's great to be here. I'm a a huge fan, so I've been really excited uh, to join you for this conversation today.
0: Well, that's great to hear, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just start off by introducing yourself and telling everyone what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Taylor Roa. I'm the director of talent at Wistia, which is a video software company, a video marketing software company based in Cambridge. And I basically had all things hiring at Wistia. Um, we've been growing quite a bit, especially since the pandemic. Uh, so it's been a really exciting time.
0: Fantastic stuff. Now, all kinds of things that we're going to talk about, in particular, a lot of them around what makes Wistia quite a unique place to work. Just to give us a bit of background before we start, could you tell everyone a little bit more about Wistia and its story? Because um, it is such an interesting company.
1: Yeah. So Wistia, to be honest with you, is such a hidden gem in the Boston startup ecosystem. We're, we're unique in so many ways, but we've actually been around for 16 years now, and we've stayed pretty lean. We're currently at about 177 employees, and as as recently as two years ago, we were only around 100. So I think what's, what's really different and special about Wistia is that Chris and Brendan, our co-founders, bought the company back from investors about five or six years ago. And so in the time since, we've chosen to be profitable. Uh, we haven't operated... Uh, to double in size year over year at growth at all costs, um, type of workflow. And so that's really enabled us to be super intentional about the products we're building and the teams that we're building. And Chris and Brendan really have been able to lead with their values first. So this has been really just an amazing experiment for me to to lean into building a people first company that has really resulted in a really solid business. And we couldn't be more excited about uh, the path ahead.
0: Fantastic! And tell us a little bit about the recruiting challenges that that, that you have.
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I've I've come to see what a lot of folks call as a sort of a catch all the Great Resignation. I've come to see it as sort of three phases of a, a pandemic talent market. And so I think uh, you know, in that first phase, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty with a bunch of layoffs. And so that really defined the first phase. A lot of companies were shutting down, people were off work, and they just had time away to think and digest. And then in in the second phase, really, we saw candidates really putting uh, what was most important to them first in terms of meaningful work, a great company culture. And that is what I would say defined the second phase. And we're now in this current this third phase, uh, which I would would define with cash and compromise. In, In other words, A lot of the companies that don't necessarily have a great peachy environment have been throwing a ton of cash at candidates, which is really great, I think, for the talent market from the candidate's perspective. But we've seen a lot of candidates really feeling like they're compromising between a great culture or an insane cash offer. And so I think, uh, and I wanted to lay that out because we've actually done really well hiring throughout all three phases at Wistia. We were very fortunate that we've chosen to operate profitably before the pandemic which gave, which, you know, gave us a good runway and ended up being a great time for video. And so we didn't have to freeze hiring or, or do a single layoff, which we were super fortunate about. But really what's most important is we've had this culture at Wistia that people are seeking right now. And so we're one of those companies that people are going to um, for the most part and not from. And so we fared really well. I'd say honestly, our biggest challenge right now in this current phase. Is equipping our new hires with uh, MacBooks. <laughs> it's a little bit of a, a new tech desert out there with supply chain issues, and so that's been uh, the
0: biggest challenge. Is we're hiring full speed ahead. Fantastic, and if that's the that that's your biggest challenge, I think that illustrates how well how well you're doing. You talked about building a people-centric business and the unique culture and, and and all those all those kind of things. Bring that to life for us a little bit. Talk about your, your employer brand and, and your employee employee experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. So another reason why we've been really fortunate through this remote and hybrid world is that obviously video is our superpower. Um, not not just the software we build, but we have a phenomenal video team. Um, and, and really what they put out is just purely authentic representation of our culture. Uh, a lot of the shows we've produced and the videos that we've made feature Wistian employees. And it, they, they really Im- imbue that quirky, fun, authentic culture that we have at Wistia. And so interestingly, what, what's exciting for marketers watching our video, they, they get really excited because we're marketing in creative ways that they want to be marketing, but they might not have the creative agency to do so but what works with our customers really works with our candidates too because it's just honest and i think folks find what they get excited about in the videos they're seeing they really perceive as true throughout our interview process and through onboarding so to me that's that's what has really uh, stood out for us but you know it's really hard to truly put people first when you know you need to grow at all costs and so i think there's a lot of good companies out there but Doubling in size year over year is just a pretty chaotic experience for everyone, and it's it's kind of hard to maintain a positive experience for everyone on your team. So we've definitely benefited from growing more at like a thirty percent pace year over year. You know, we've been able to really uh, exploit our unlimited vacation policy for folks, especially through this time. And most people on our team take four to six weeks off a year, which might be more familiar uh, to European listeners, but in America, that's quite a bit. And really, you know, we we also even have shut the company down through some pretty traumatic times over the past two years, and so I've I've been so proud of how this company has put our people first, and we really haven't suffered from that. I think a lot of companies are scared to do things like that because they think it'll hurt the business, Um, but we've actually seen the opposite. We've seen our team
0: super engaged and excited and grateful to be here. I think what's really interesting is uh, I first came across Wistia. I can't even remember now. It was it was quite a few years ago, but was immediately struck by the videos and the, the marketing that you do. And I think it, unless you've seen it, <laughs> it's actually quite difficult to appreciate how powerful it is. So obviously we're in the medium of audio here rather than video, but tell us a little bit about your favorite videos or the kind of things that you do so people can get a, just get a bit of a sense of the, the sort of marketing that you put out there.
1: Oh, gosh, where do I start? I, there's so many examples. So we do uh, a state of video report every year that a lot of uh, video and marketing nerds get excited about. And this year, our, our launch video uh, was particularly creative. It, it kind of felt like, you know, an extraterrestrial delivering the report from Mars, maybe. Uh, and that so that was a lot of fun. I, I recommend you go check that out. But on an even bigger scale, we actually pr- produced our own animated series um, and we hired a professional voice actors for the series. We created the characters uh, in-house and that was called Gear Squad, uh, but it's really reminiscent of some, uh, you know, those cartoons from the late 90s, early 2000s. And that was just kind of a really big bet and experiment that no one uh, else would do. And I think marketers are, are just kind of excited about those kind of risks and creative bets that we were able to take as a team. But definitely recommend anyone listening, go check out wistia.com slash series. And you'll see a whole host of really interesting shows. We have a docu-series that won a Webby Award um, that explored the difference between a $1,000 budget and a $100,000 budget for a marketing campaign. And then all the way up to Gear Squad, which is an animated
0: series with uh, some really relatable characters. Fantastic stuff. I I love that marketing budget one. That was so good. And a lot of these videos, they just star your own stuff, don't they?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of them do. It's our series and our videos alike. Um, you know, Gear Squad is, is one that really we, we hired uh, voice actors for. But yeah, I, our videos really do star our, our employees, um, our team, and also industry professionals who, um, who believe in what we're doing and, and, you know, have an opportunity to share some of their expertise in more of our docu-series.
0: Now, you're obviously a growing team, but still quite a small team. The background to all of this is the the Great Resignation. So, you know, one of the things that is causing companies to put more time and effort into hiring is that they, they struggle to they struggle to keep to keep staff. How does your organisation work in terms of turnover and and retention? And kind of what are your what are your sort of views on what makes for um, a, a great business in that respect?
1: Yeah, this this is a big question, um, and you know, at, at Wistia personally, I've you know, we've had actually a fairly normal attrition rate throughout the pandemic. It hasn't really spiked in any scary ways for us. And again, I think that just speaks to the way that we've cared for our employees and that people feel really valued here. And also, we've been able to work really well together remotely, um, given we were a fully in person company before the pandemic. So we've we've had a pretty uh, a, you know, reasonable attrition rate through the pandemic. And the things that I actually look at on our team in particular is why are people leaving and what terms are they leaving on and, and where are they going? Because when people are, you know, really sad to go, but just very excited for a growth opportunity that just wasn't available here, that's actually a really good thing. And and we really celebrate that as a team. So that really has been the nature of most of our departures. We've had a few folks that have been here for six to eight years depart in the past couple years but in most cases people are growing and so I think when we talk about retention um, I think first we need to accept this truth from a candidate's perspective that gone are the days where an employee might join your company and make your company mission their life mission and and they may be planning to spend the rest of your their career there today uh, uh, you know some uh, someone early in their career really needs to see themselves as a startup and any startup is prioritizing, uh, you know, they're customer obsessed. They're prioritizing product development and and financial growth. And the same is true for any early career professional. So when you sign that full full time uh, W two at will employment, you're really signing on with a client to add value to their business. Just like any company, you know, some customers might push your business forward, and other customers might hold you back. And so. We've seen that really the people who grow fastest in their career are the ones who are moving around early on in their career, because as soon as they get comfortable and they reach a ceiling of growth, they're looking for what comes next. And that often is elsewhere. I think that's important for us to accept that truth because uh, companies still tend to talk about retention in terms to me that kind of feel like, how do we trap people here long term? (laughs) You know, and and I think really for any healthy business, a certain amount of attrition is, is a good thing. I think retention uh, metrics, performance metrics, and hiring metrics all should play a role in how you're looking at the health of your business. But really, I think the most important priority is actually talent density. And so really getting performance right, making sure that you're just as aggressive in growing your current team as you are in hiring external employees, especially those high performers, all that feeds into becoming a business that's good to be from And it's a business that fosters growth without trying to trap folks uh, long-term. And so when I think about retention and and strategy there, that's what I'm prioritizing. You know, I also think that it goes a long way in terms of just engagement and and the way folks feel plugged in and excited about the work that they're doing.
0: A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over a hundred markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com/pod. That's slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. One of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about were your company values because uh, I, I think you kind of showcase those in a really interesting way on your career site. And I'm I'm just interested in terms of how those values kind of relate to your employee value proposition and, and how you use them to market the company to, to new hires.
1: Yeah, definitely. So You know, one thing I noticed when I joined Wistia um, was we we only had four values at the time. And it was very, very clear to me how those values could aid in making decisions. Uh, You know, we valued simplicity, presentation, long-term company thinking, and creativity. And that really did did define how we worked as a team. Um, And it it still does, actually. But we recently updated our values because we're also changing and growing as a business. And so in this time where, you know, the landscape for video has been changing uh, and growing much faster than than ever before, video and business, you know, there's, there's also been a real change in the way marketers are seeing video and what they need from a video platform. And so we've, over the past year, really been growing our team and orienting around a team that, can build many things at once and that's changed the way that information flows and the way that our team is structured. And it's also changed the way that we work a little bit in terms of um, how we need to operate a little bit more as a growth company, even though we're still not uh, necessarily rapid growth, we still have those same people first values. Um, There's just a huge opportunity for us right now. And so I'm really proud of how we've done that. And everyone's super engaged and aligned on, on a much bigger strategic vision than we've ever had. And so actually updating our values felt important to us in terms of staying outcome-oriented, centering the customer, uh, remaining nimble and and
0: creative, um, et cetera. You mentioned earlier in the conversation that, um, you know, how the Pandemic had affected the way that you work. You've been in, you've been a uh, faced it. You'd been an in-person company, and and now you're kind of you. You you had to work remotely. What are the what are the sort of long-term impacts in terms of how the pandemic is sort of creating lasting change in the in the way that you work?
1: So you know, as you know, we we've always had this really special, creative, thoughtful, and kind culture at Wistia, and before the pandemic. It was mostly in person in the sense that most of our team was based in the Boston area and commutable distance into the office. But even then, we had a very flexible, outcome-oriented culture. In other words, most people worked two or three days in the office. And so when we did go fully remote, uh, we had that remote collaboration uh, infrastructure already in place, and it wasn't unfamiliar for folks. And what we found was actually all the close relationships that were built in person, carried through for a very long time through that fully remote period of the pandemic. And I think the biggest challenge became, you know, the difference in experience for folks starting in the pandemic against folks who had a chance to build those relationships before going remote. But we were really pleasantly pleasantly surprised at how this team was almost able to be more creative in a virtual medium. Our all-hands meetings were almost even more funny and entertaining in some ways, And we remained actually really productive as a team. And so I think the biggest thing that's changed in a positive way is that it's much easier to be remote on this team because every decision happens in a Zoom room. And so I think that's really benefited our remote employees. We've grown now, I think, about 30% of our company is out of state uh, since the pandemic pandemic. But it also makes us more intentional about how we run meetings and how we make decisions. So I think that's actually been a really positive benefit for us. We're really excited now to have this hybrid world where we can fly folks into the office and we can sort of get the best of both worlds in terms of relationship building. And then from a hiring perspective, I think the biggest thing that's changed is we never would have thought of interviewing fully remote. I think there's just so much that we thought we would have lost uh, from the human element of doing so. And before the pandemic, there was such a stark contrast between uh, a candidate walking into Wayfair, HubSpot—you know, a huge, buzzing, open layout office—and then coming into our small, big window, natural brick, uh, Wistia office. You know, it was just a very different experience, and that benefited us. But then when we went remote, everyone saw us through the same Zoom screen as other companies. So we've. Adapted to really lean into our our superpower, which is video and sharing our culture, but also we've been able to be so much more efficient in terms of how we hire. We not only don't have to worry about asking a candidate to come in and find parking, take a day off work, um, which made interviewing that much more stressful so we can interview more frequently, but we're also introducing tools that help us interview smarter as well. We use a tool called Pillar that helps us record every interview which might sound a little uh, micromanagey and big brothery, but uh, it's actually been insanely valuable for our interviewers and our hiring managers. And it's allowed us not only to check for bias, um, but it also allows interviewers to look back when they're filling out their scorecard if they forgot something that happened. And it's allowed us really to coach and develop our interviewers as well, which is not something we had an opportunity to do before. Um, You know, that's such an important skill as you grow and develop in your career.
0: So obviously, the power of video in telling business stories is is absolutely amazing, and something that your entire organisation is 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 basically built on. And, and as you say, video is your superpower. It's kind of very much in your very much in your DNA. I know there'll be lots of people listening who want to get better at video in their employment branding and their and their recruitment marketing, other than joining Wistia and having <laughs> all, all the available video resource you can imagine, what, what would your advice be to them to, to get more out of the video that they're doing?
1: Yeah, I think companies still are hesitant to listen to their marketing team. You know, I I hear and, and we hear from marketers all the time that want to do video, but, you know, maybe finance is afraid to invest in it uh, because they don't see the value in it. And I think it's a great time to be a video producer who's interested in in a career in tech because there are more job openings in that field than ever. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think every good brand should have a video team, not just one person, but a, a, a team that's producing video for their customers and for their team internally, um, especially remote-first companies. And so, but if if you're too small or you're scared to make that leap of, of full-time hire, then you should definitely think about What, what pieces of information are most important for you to communicate in a human way, identify those, those bits, and then invest in, in informative videos that you can leverage a year, two years into the future. Uh, And you'll find, you'll get a ton of value out of that. And, And the reason I say that is because especially HR teams, you know, probably are not thinking about how they could use video at all. Right. But there's only so much you can communicate in a Google Doc or, you know, a PDF that gets lost in an inbox. Just like any message um, that you need to get across, people are far more likely to retain information when they're actually engaged in how they're receiving it. And video goes so far to accomplish that. So I think it's it's really something that, you know, it should be clear now, two years into the pandemic, that video is important, not just for marketing, but also for for keeping your teams engaged and communicating information internally, but uh, for those companies that are still hesitating, I I definitely encourage folks to hire some consultants for a specific project. You know, listen to their marketing team when their marketing team says, we need to invest in this video, and then also acquire some really awesome software that's pretty affordable like
0: Wistia. (laughs) Of course, absolutely, absolutely, highly, highly recommend it. So, final final question. Just interested in your views on what the future might look like. I suppose two parts to this. You know, what does the future look like for for, for Wistia, and what do you think the future looks like for for work, for talent, for for talent acquisition?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a really uncertain but also exciting time. And I think we we've come to call every decade a defining decade. Maybe since I don't know as long as I can remember. But this really does feel like a defining decade in terms of, at least in America, in terms of how we uh, see work in our culture. It's always been common in America for companies to only offer two weeks of vacation, just for example. You know, I think the tech industry is one that really started to break that pattern. You know, we all know about Google's amazing culture and Netflix and their, their viral culture deck. And I think part of that is because tech is an industry, obviously, that has such insane scalability and margins that allows them to invest more in their people, right? And so I do feel a sense of altruism and being part of uh, this shift in work culture, because I see in the next 10 years, almost every industry becoming a tech industry in some way, from healthcare, insurance, finance, education, you name it. And so I really see an opportunity for change. to to trickle down into all kinds of different sectors. You know, in terms of competing for talent, uh, folks have always looked to tech companies to to acquire the best talent and to see what they're doing to attract and retain those folks. But really, as work becomes more technical and we have more software to do some rote activities, uh, it's also becoming more human. And I really think the companies that are leaning into the human element of the work that they're doing and the teams that they're building especially right now, those are companies that will win the decade. And, you know, we tend to fear AI and robots taking our jobs, but it also tends to create jobs that we just can't see and predict. Uh, and so I'm really optimistic that actually, you know, as certain things uh, can be done automatically, actually the, the work that we are doing as a team becomes more human. And if we can leverage that in a way that's meaningful and integrates with their lives in a healthy way, I do see a future where a good culture is even more competitive and it's, it's almost a requirement.
0: Taylor, thank you very much for talking to me.
1: Matt, thanks so much. This has been a blast and it's been a, such a pleasure uh, to meet you.
0: You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me.
1: Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called